The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Hi, and thanks for downloading the Sunranto Show, which is brought to you by all of our Patreon supporters, who we call the Super Ranters. For more information how you can become a Super Ranter and listen to the Sunranto Show early and ad-free, join our Patreon campaign and support us at patreon.com slash sunranto. Do it today, and you'll never have to hear me ask you again. Here's the show. Covey blue blood flowing through our veins Sitting in the bleachers in the rain We've shed a million tears and drank as many old style beers out at the game Let's go Cubby Sunrento Michael Cotton Sunrento Michael Cotton Sunrento and the lovable Lucy Boutros Golly Sunrento Michael Sunrento Hey everybody, welcome to the Sunranto Cubs show. My name is SRL, SRL, right? Instead of SNL, it's SRL, it's Sunranto Live. Sunranto Live, SRL. Yeah, that's kind of like TRL, Total Request Live with Carson Daly. I'm dating myself a little bit. Um, And then uh, mixed with SNL and you get SRL. Sunranto Live, that's what we're doing. I'm Danny Rocket. I'm one of the co-hosts of the show. I'm in New York City, just putting up a show. I'm putting up shows out here like a maniac. Haven't slept. Things are going nuts out here. Flights were missed. Uh, vans will be driven. Sets will be driven to Pittsburgh tomorrow. It's all uh, just a lot of mayhem here. But uh, I'm here to talk about the Cubs with my co-host, Michael Cotton. Hey. Doing? Uh, I'm doing all right. Can't complain too much. It's a uh, beautiful weather outside, and um, yeah, I don't know. There's not not a ton. I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. I'm I'm maybe getting a new job, which will actually make this project a little bit easier to deal with. So we're hoping on that. Cool. Fingers crossed. Yeah. And uh, it's, speaking of jobs, uh, Patreon people. You've given Michael and I a job, all 112 of you. Thank you so much for supporting us at patreon.com slash sunranto. It is for you, which we do the show. And as always, if you put hashtag chance in the chat with a capital C, you could win a Frank Chance postcard sent to you by me. You know what? uh, Since since we're talking about contests and Patreon people, uh, let's not forget we have a Patreon contest going for the uh, All-Star game. Uh, yeah. fill out your all-star choices, screenshot them, send them to me at cubes fanatic. You can DM them to me or you can send them to me at 
michael.cotton at protonmail.com. And uh, this is only for the Patreon. So you got to get into the Patreon, put it in there, and uh, aren't they getting like a bobblehead or whoever has the most correct picks? Yeah, they get uh, a uh, – well, before he gets fired, I just need to give these away. The David Ross – 2020 manager bobblehead um now he's two years in they finally give this damn thing away they made it two years ago sat in storage during covid and now finally it's going to be given away to somebody like you who has all the right picks along with a david ross teammate book which is signed by the guy he wrote it with who i I forget the guy's name right now but it's like his ghostwriter dude that's um, an awesome prize that is so totally worth Getting into the Patreon for at least $5 a month. We yeah. give you all this content. We're giving you prizes. It's it's excellent. And uh, I, I will add that I noticed in the book, it's actually inscribed to me. It says, to Danny. So you'll always know that Chuck Yeager, I think, is the guy's name. Not Chuck, Chuck Yeager. Yeager? <laughs> Chuck Yeager was uh, a, a fighter pilot and back in the day, a test pilot. He broke the sound barrier. I think he was an astronaut. Yeah. He was like the most famous astronaut, like after John Glenn or uh, something. And now he, then he disappeared. What happened to Chuck Yeager? He was like the guy that when you pretend to be flying as a kid, you're like, look, I'm Chuck Yeager. Remember that? He was a test pilot. He is dead. He died December 7th, 2020, a date that will live in infamy. Um, it really will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> December 7th, 1941. Um, so uh, anyway, we should get off the Chuck Yeager chat and onto the Cubs chat, shall we? But yeah, this is a uh, this is all brought to you by our Patreon people. Please join us, patreon.com slash sunranto, hashtag chance in the chat, and you could win the chance. Uh, look, we didn't really get talk about the first series because we just did our uh, – the Twitter spaces thing last Wednesday night, which was a lot of fun, even though it went pretty late would love talking to all you guys. Like definitely love doing that. Definitely. will keep doing it. Um, but we got swept by the Padres and people had a lot of things to say that evening about what, it, what's going wrong and how we're frustrated with the rebuild. And it was so much on display in this series against the Padres. We we're outscored 41 to 15. We lost one game, 19 to five. Uh, the bullpen, which has well, been pretty good, <laughs> our bullpen is terrible. What uh, you could have said is that we lost one game, twelve to five, and then it got worse the next day, and we lost nineteen to five. Oh my god! I mean, it's just—I mean, just—it was embarrassing. I was talking to Sarah Sanchez on our show, and she's just like, "I was just embarrassed to be at Wrigley Field." Like, I'm like, "I'm like, is it paper bag time? Is it time to pull paper bags?" I mean, do they even have paper bags at Jewel anymore? I don't even know if I could get one, but I'm gonna get one. And I'm gonna I would hope so. I hope they're switching to paper bags and getting rid of the plastic bags. Isn't that where we're going with the world? Uh, they make you bring your own bag or pay for one, and now that you got to pay for one, they'll never get rid of it. They're like, "Ooh, we can make money doing this!" Woohoo! Like you know, it's like anyway. Uh, sometimes you need plastic bags. You know, people have dogs. So, uh, yeah, we sucked. <laughs> I, I did, I, I did want to say that I had a great time uh, on the game we were kind of in, which was I went to the Thursday day game and uh, I saw a couple ranters. First of all, I sat the whole game with Joe and his wife Rachel. He's a Wrigleyville bum on Twitter. Really super nice guy. 
He came in from Iowa to see the game. Um, he maybe goes to 20 games a year and tries to steal Jeff's seat. Right. He goes to 20 games a year, sits in other people's seats. <laughs> no, no. I'm sorry. Not Iowa. Uh, Indiana. I always get those two states mixed up. One side, one side, one's on the other. Yeah, I don't one know. One is slightly more racist than the other, but basically the same place. It's all the same to me. I just go one way or the other. And also, the lead singer of the Rally Tits Lady Christmas Carol, John Jurgavan was at the game, and we finally hey. got to meet each other. A- after hearing him sing that Rally Tits song and then meeting him the other day, I felt like I was meeting a, a ranter celebrity. I really, <laughs> I really did. Like, I can't see John. I was like, oh, maybe he'll sing the Rally Tits song for me, but he did not. Um, I didn't even ask him to. But uh, I. So we lost, but whatever. I had fun talking to those guys. You know, that's the thing about that's what Ricketts bought. Ricketts bought us enjoying a day at the old ballpark as we get swept. Still being like, eh, it was cool. Um, I'll drink $12 beers, which actually I didn't pay for because John bought me one and Joe bought me the other. So that's really the way to work it. It's, yeah, but it, <laughs> it, you know, just because you didn't pay for it doesn't mean the Ricketts didn't get that money. Oh, they did. Yeah. And, um, so uh, I asked you to say your poem about this one of the worst game. So if you want to bring that up. Okay. Let me. The worst game. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't, isn't the, the 19 to five loss. Oh, that's the one you wanted. I, okay. I got confused because I was doing the poem for that one. Well, okay. You know what? So the worst game is actually not my poem. Say whatever because... poem you want. Oh, hold on. Now, see, now I got to bring it up. I'm sorry. I, I got confused with the uh, instructions. I'll, 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 play a, I'll play a little uh, bringing it up music. Yep. Well, I'll tell you what I will do while you're bringing it up. I want to show people. I was, I'm in, uh, right now I'm actually in Brooklyn, but I was in Queens last night and, um, Having a having a great time. Went out to this bar where actually Joe Kilgallen does stand up comedy. It's called the Gutter, and um, just having a great time in, in here in New York. And at the Gutter Bar, which is also a bowling alley, um, look what I saw: a picture of Ernie Banks on the wall, opposite a picture of Whitey Ford, the famous Yankees picture picture from the fifties. But I was like, we're playing Jenga at this bar, and I look up and I was like. That looks like Ernie Banks, and I get, and I'm like, I got to go inspect because it was darker, and it was, it was freaking Ernie Banks, and uh, just kind of surprising that's, to see that. And it's pretty cool. Oh, that's the cast. Uh, that is that is cool. Okay, so I'm gonna read it. I'm not gonna bring it up on the screen. Uh, but you this do was actually music. Yeah, this was actually uh, Emily, my wife. She's brilliant. And she decided uh, that she would step in and write a haiku for this game because I got busy. I was behind a little bit. So this is Emily's haiku. If the Cubs won't try, then I'm not trying either. Refrigerator. (laughs) (laughs) Is that a reference to eating your own pain? From that, I mean, no, just that whenever you do a shitty haiku, refrigerator is five syllables, so you can just throw <laughs> that in at the end. <laughs> She's just not trying. She's like, this fucking team sucks. They don't deserve yeah. any effort. Yeah, Frank Schwindel, uh, Frank Schwindel, Ephus, also five <laughs> syllables. <laughs> 
<laughs> maybe that could have worked in there, but but who am I to uh, mess with Emily's art? It was yeah, uh, yeah. What a, what a I mean that series you could really throw it in the garbage. Uh, I, the other person I hung out with uh, during that game was was it that game or the game after I forget. But uh, Ball Hawk Dave. No, did we go? We went in the nineteen to five losses. That when we did was that Wednesday or Tuesday that we lost? That was the five. second game. So that would okay. have been the third game. We lost like twelve to five or something. No, the third game was six four, but we still lost. Yeah. Uh, no, the fourth game was six four. The third game was something. Oh right. Also, also bad. It was a really long game, and then we. Uh, I don't. Know, it doesn't matter. We freaking. I, lost. I totally forgot that we were doing four game series this week yeah yeah four game series yeah it was so we got swept even worse than you thought <laughs> yeah yeah well and and it was the tail end of 10 straight losses like it was the worst stretch of baseball since the last second year. time they lost 11 in a row last year <laughs> yeah at least it wasn't 11 we just kept capped it at 10 um, but I don't know what else to say about this Padres series, except for that Justin Steele lost in the entire thing, pitched really, really well in that first game. He only gave up one run on, uh, and he went seven innings. It was the only quality start of them all because even though Hendo pitched well against the Padres and he went five innings, I don't know why he, he was pulled. Maybe we saw why he was pulled yesterday. <laughs> well, he sucked. But I, I think that that, I mean, honestly, he, he sort of had it yesterday. It wasn't his game. Like it's not the way that he pitches is not to get strikeouts. And he had like six strikeouts and in three innings, but that's just him putting the ball near the strike zone. That's bad news. And when he was, uh, you know, when he was pitching against the Padres, he was doing really well. He had 78 pitches through five. Like he's rolling out there. And then they come and get him. I think that hurts the confidence more than anything. It's like, we don't think that you're going to make it. Like, literally, and, and this has happened to him his whole career. One guy gets hard contact, right? It was a double One, or something like that. Yeah, it was a double off the wall. It was hard contact. But then you're going to pull him, and you're not even going to give him a chance to get through the inning. He's got 78 pitches. Like Yeah, and, and, and the lead, I might add. It, yeah, and it's just, it, it doesn't. <laughs> Yeah, like the, the way they that they have anyway. always treated Kyle is somewhat insane. The way, like, some days they're like, go ahead and throw 113. You seem fine. And other days they're 78, and they're like, well, you know, you only have 13 days of rest. We're going to have to pull you. Now, they did say that, you know, he had uh, shoulder fatigue. fatigue or something, and that's why they gave him those 13 days off, but. Whatever, well, man. I don't. The bull penis terrible in this one. And like Kyle, I mean, I guess it doesn't matter. Yeah, he did have the six strikeouts, got his ERA under five. That didn't last long. But then, the, I mean, there wasn't a single good bullpen outing out of all of them. Martin uh, gave up three. F. Ross uh, got the last out of that sixth inning, but gave up two. So they give up five in that inning. Uh, Givens. With the blown state save, um, what, what did they score? Nine in that? No, they scored ten in the between the sixth and the seventh inning, and yeah. Givens couldn't get an out. Uh, Hughes came in; he was he gave up a walk and a hit, and then Stout, who uh, Sarah Cynthia Sylvia Stout comes up, 
he uh, then I guess got sent back down. So I was going to talk about him on this show and bring him on, but I was like, well, he's already gone. Like between the time right. that he came up and the time that he's gone, like you know, he pitched it a few well, games, and, and we'll see him again probably. Yeah. And I didn't know we were going to talk about that game. I didn't know we were going that far back. No, we, but no, it, no, we don't it, have to it was, talk about the it, game. But it was insane. Technically, Kyle gave up one run, but I, like that's one of those situations where he should not have gotten that run. Like, yes, the guy got on because he got a hit against Kyle, but what the fuck? They didn't give him a chance. Yeah. Like they didn't give him a chance to get, to move on. And then the next dude gives up that run plus three more. Maybe Kyle wasn't the worst option there. I think maybe we saw the worst option. It It has nothing to do with winning baseball games. And that's, what's frustrating to Cubs fans at that point. Yeah. Uh, at this point in the season and that it's just about Kyle's personal work and stuff. And I'm like, well, I don't care about that. I'm paying to see a victory and sing some go Cubs go. Well, and, and my, my thought is how pissed off are you? If you're throwing, well, you've got the lead. One dude gets a hit. They immediately pull you, right? That's like a blow maybe to the confidence. And then you have to sit there and watch as they score 10 fucking runs after you leave. Yeah. Well, and here's the thing. If it's fatigue, why do you even have him start the inning? He faced one batter, he gets a double, and you and you take him yeah. out. Like, if you knew it was fatigue, just be like, listen, he's working through some stuff. We're just going to do the five innings, take it at that. And everybody's going to get accept that answer. But for Rossi to throw him out there for another inning, and it was a double, oh, sorry, he threw two more pitches, and now he's bad. Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. It feels like, I think it was this night that I said it, I'm like, it always feels like, Ross is managing like a batter or two behind, like he's or yeah. an inning behind or something like, like, and or like, I don't know if it's that he can't make adjustments on the fly when something changes to his original plan and can't like think of the next answer or like have some kind of contingency plan real quick. If it doesn't go according to plan, then if you look around the bullpen, I mean, you don't have a lot of options. I mean, it's not, you got everybody's tired because they're taking more innings than any other bullpen in the major leagues, pretty much. And, and that's and that's the insane thing, too. It's, okay, Kyle's tired. What do you think the fucking bullpen is? They just came off of a 12-5 to 5 loss. Yeah, well, that's why you throw Frank Schwindel out there. <laughs> it's it's insane. And then, you know, and, and the bullpen, honestly, people, the bullpen has pulled their weight this year. They have been actually really good it's just that they've been out there for so many innings yeah it's too much that eventually you can't you know get that you know and then you get Kyle Hendricks who they won't let do that sort of thing because who knows I don't know and yesterday we saw why Uh, you know he shouldn't I mean but that was a like he started out in the first inning not doing Great. You know what I mean? Like that's different than than you're you're already through the fifth and you're you're kind of rolling. You're feeling good. That's you know, those are two different situations. Yeah. Yeah, he just didn't have it yesterday at all. It was uh, Mr. Kyle. But the other thing I took out of this Padres series is that uh Killian had a rough start. So did Swarmer. The bloom is off the rose with him. Uh did he's the one that started the blowout game, I believe. The yeah. Swarmer. And and that was just bad through and through. Um, you know, Killian, he's not supposed to be up yet, and he is. So, uh, 
you know, maybe he does need a little bit more seasoning. He's obviously a very talented pitcher. He's got a lot of velocity more than anybody else in the, in the, but he, in the the rotation right now, but he also um, it doesn't have any control. He's he's right. going out there. He's walking the world. He walked five in this game against the Padres. It's just like a terrible series through and through. At least they almost won one game, or or actually two games. They lost six to four and four to one. So they, but the other two were blowouts and just embarrassing. But let's um, let's move into the second series. Um, the Braves' 14-game winning streak comes to an abrupt end as the Cubs barely hang on to beat the Braves one to nothing. And um, I mean, this was a really short game. I think it was about two. What was it two hours and forty minutes long? This baseball game. Uh, you had the the um, in this one, Keegan Thompson. Really a huge bounce-back performance for well, him. Well, when you have 21 strikeouts between the two teams, you know, you only have, what, two hits over here for Atlanta. You have three hits for the Cubs. Yeah, there's not a lot of long innings in there. Yeah, the hits for the Cubs were from um, Contreras had one, Horner had one, and Andrelton Simmons had one. And the way they scored – was, I mean, Morrell went 0 for 3 in this game, except for he got the R, and he struck out three times, but he got the RBI with the sack fly, which is, you'd love to see it because even though he could swing for the fences and he could try to hit the ball super hard somewhere, it coming out of his shoes, all he did was make the right play in that moment after VR got on with the walk, got bunted over, stole third, and then stole with the Morrell. third? What yeah. is VR doing? This is. Look, that wasn't a toot bland. He made it, but holy shit! <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't like to, you don't love to see it, but with one out, you could score a hell of a lot of ways from third base. And so, even though and Charlie, I mean, at this point, Charlie Morton's out of the game. Uh, let's look at the pitching right here. But he went seven really strong innings, striking out nine. Uh, Cubs only got the three hits off of him, and then Minter who has been nails all year. He's got a 126 ERA, ends up giving up that run, which was almost an unearned run. If you think about it, it's a walk that came around to score, and uh, they generated that run. Meanwhile, the bullpen, who we were just complaining about all week long, being just absolutely dog crap, uh, now you get a situation where Givens – Martin and Robertson, the same guys that gave it up. They, I wouldn't call them nails. Like Robertson loaded the bases in the end of that game, that first yeah, game. Yeah, you know, a two walks in one inning. That's a little scary. Yeah, not great, but yeah, it was the whole thing was kind of scary. But Cubs pitching eleven strikeouts in this game. Well, kind of love Keegan to see it. Keegan Thompson. Keegan, Keegan Thompson, Thompson nine Ks. Yeah, six innings, two hits, like two walks. Like Keegan Thompson seems to be the real deal. I mean, everybody was talking about Caleb Killian coming into this season and how excited everybody was to get there. But I don't know, man, Keegan Thompson has been out there now. Keegan quite a bit. And and he's doing well, still not quite as do not doing quite as well as Thompson. I don't know. A lot of upside. You you don't like seven innings of one hit baseball. I mean, Steele's doing great too. I mean, it's it's what it is is the all they're all the same like to me they're all these young pitcher uh, pitch lab uh, situations and to me it's like they're all in the same boat that they're young 
They're learning the league. They're learning how to get through a major league baseball season, with which none of them have ever played being in a starting rotation of a major league baseball team. So you're going to see these growing pains. Like I'm looking back, like this is the same Keegan Thompson that gave up uh, five runs, though thir- three were earned in New York, seven runs, and in, 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 he didn't even last an inning in New York, and then three innings of seven runs on five hits, and give it, including three home runs in Baltimore, and then to bounce back and have this outing, you just love to see it. And that, and you, you know, you throw away those two outings, and he's got an ERA still under two. Um, so, and Justin Steele, like, it's the same thing. Like, he's figuring stuff out. Like, you know, he gets that advice from Lester. Oh, this is what I'm going to do to a guy. I'm going to have the ball dive in this way to lefty hitters or righty hitters, whatever it is. And he figures something out, and then all of a sudden you see that result right away. And yeah, and 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 you're right. He has actually had some really good outings here in the last three. And I think I was still like remembering the Cincinnati two innings, seven runs, the Milwaukee. Uh, three runs on five yeah, innings. Like those things were still sort of in my head, but you're right. He, you know, he's, they're hitting him, but they're not getting a lot out of that. Like yeah. St. Louis had seven hits and three walks and he only had one strikeout in that game, but you only give up two runs and one of them was earned. So it's like, you're, you're doing the job that you need to do. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, and, we didn't really know if any of these guys were going to stick in the rotation because of injuries and lack of performance by people like Kyle Hendricks. Uh, for the most part, you're kind of stuck with them in the rotation, including Swarmer, who wouldn't, who nobody, nobody even freaking heard of, who has for the most part overperformed and what I think anybody thought he would do when he came up. Like we're used to Look, the likes of Jen Hotsang. He he overperformed by showing up and winning those first two games. And then I think maybe we're, we're seeing sort of where he's at a little bit more recently. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They're going to figure out that he has only one pitch. If you don't swing at it, it could be a ball. And if it's a fastball, you could pretty much very easily hit it over the, the wall at any major league ballpark is what yeah. we found out. And the other teams found out. Did you have a poem for this? game i i did i have a poem for all of these okay games. all right we're good we're going let's pop oh all right cubs poem 63 chicago four san diego oh no that's san diego this is the wrong game yep here's the game Streaks die at Wrigley. A bright day in June. Morell and VR together. Thompson dealing doom. Nothing for Atlanta to do but wait. But the Cubs' bullpen came out great. Above the old scoreboard, the W does fly. Fans sing the song. Long-awaited sigh. Yeah. It's made me feel good. Even though, I mean, they, even though they barely won. <laughs> I can't take it. And it was such a, like a relief. And that was a really fun game for a lot of our friends because Theo Epstein was at this game sitting out in the bleachers. And I got a couple of pictures I want to share for, for you guys. I was asked not to share these, but since there's not a lot of people watching right now, uh, we all saw this one, which was my tie guy 
tweeted out him and Theo sharing a beer. Uh, and okay, he Theo gets a TFG for that fucking shirt right there. Coming back, I I actually I actually have a lot of hot takes about the Theo thing. Just to let you know. Just this is I I want to kind of bitch about Theo being there. Well, I have a leg cramp, so I have to stand up while I talk about this. <laughs> just, it, you, you ever get seized by a leg cramp? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what just happened to me. So um, I guess I need to drink some more water or eat a banana or something like that. Well, the thing about – first of all, I love this Rick Sutcliffe shirt that he's wearing. I think it's amazing. Uh, what is, it says, like, something about the Red Baron. I forget what it says. I got. Oh, is that a Sutcliffe shirt? I thought, that was a, a, I thought that was a fucking Arietta shirt. No, it's Rick Sutcliffe, and it says the Red Baron on the bottom. So you uh, know, see, I didn't, yeah. I didn't see. Okay, then, then I'm not going to give him too much shit for the shirt. Yeah, no, I thought a, that was, I thought that was like a Jake Arrieta. He's like, yeah, I'm going to wear my Jake Arrieta shirt because I brought Jake Arrieta to the team and all that shit. But uh, no, it's you know. it's it's right. It's it's the okay. Red the Baron. Sutcliffe thing makes way more sense. I'm it, you know I retract a, my hot. It's, take. it's his it's his drinking buddy Sut. But yeah, then. No not only did, was uh, and I don't have the picture of uh, Theo laying in the basket, which, by the way, is illegal. Like anybody else is arrested, you know, for this shit. Oh, oh wait. So I'm like, you know, the other thing with this picture with my Thai guy, what is in Theo's hand? A a, a can of beer, a which, can of Miller Light, to be exact, which they so, don't sell at the ballpark. They do not sell that there. That means he brought that shit in himself. Yeah. And nobody's <laughs> saying a word to him. And on top of it's garbage beer. If you're gonna fucking bring sneak it in yeah. your your <laughs> own beer and bring something good. Oh Jesus Christ. Anti-hero. Anything. Like fucking bring good beer, you fucking frat boy piece of shit light beer garbage. Like what the fuck, man? And uh, and um <laughs> Well, I think he he probably got that beer uh, from the bullpen. But the bullpen's been uh, plying Bleacher Jeff with beer as he goes down in front of the window and dances for is, them. Is the, is the bullpen <laughs> fucking drinking light beer too? Yes. What the they, fuck? Which explains that Padres series a lot. But um, <laughs> check out. Here's, here's Bleacher Jeff and Theo. This is on the roof at Murphy's. And this is yeah. after the game. They're hanging out, having a great time. Um, uh, Jeff invited – there he is playing guitar. Hanging, They're just hanging out on the Murphy's roof. So a couple of our friends, you know, having a great time. Oh, my with, God. Uh, the, Theo. Theo sitting up there half drunk on Miller Lego. Even flow. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so if you needed any more proof about how right I was that the reason this team is dog crap right now uh, after 2017, pretty much, and because Theo took his eyes off the ball and sang Even Flow with Pearl Jam for a good three years and didn't trade anybody and just forgot that he was the freaking president of the team. And instead, he's hung out with like Travis Wood in a vest. And now we're stuck with this crap. And now he would still rather hang out with, listen, these are my friends, Bleacher Jeff and Mai Tai. These are my friends, but they are also way below his station. Let me tell you, yeah. he's well, got to keep his, I mean, he's going to end up in the gutter. He's going to lose it all if he keeps hanging out with us. Bleacher Jeff goes fucking insane because some dude from Iowa that only goes to 20 games sits in his seat, you know, but this dude doesn't go to games 
ever. It's the first game he's been to in like three years, and he's sitting down there, and he's bringing his own beer, and then he's climbing into the basket, yeah, just, just flaunting right. every rule. He he was probably, you know, helping people with fucking cup snakes and shit, too, starting right. a wave. Like, what is – like, <laughs> Theo was doing everything wrong oh, yeah. in, in that situation, but he's, he's Theo Epstein, he and he gets he away with it. Now, look. I don't want to get to look if I'm Theo Epstein, maybe I'm doing that too, but it just feels a little sort of shitty because he's not part of that team anymore. He's not, he's just a regular dude. Right. But if, if bleacher Jeff gets out into those, into that basket, laying around fucking off, you know, with his Miller light, he's getting tossed. They don't care. Yeah. Well, maybe not bleacher Jeff. They know him. They'd be like, Jeff, get out of the basket. (laughs) <laughs> and he's like, I can't get a net. Get the jump. I can't get out of the basket. You don't understand. I I didn't try to get in here. I I need the jaws of life. Um, so uh, we're gonna take a quick commercial break, and then we will head back and talk about the other two games in this series. And uh, this is a commercial for Patreon. Please join us at Patreon.com/sunranto, and we'll be right back. All over Chicagoland, there are thirsty, frazzled, overworked Cubs podcasters who are struggling to survive one more baseball season in the dog-eat-dog world of unpaid content creation. But it doesn't have to be this way. You can make a difference. Become a super ranter at patreon.com slash sunranto, where your support ensures that poor, sad, pathetic, ugly, loser Cubs podcasters can pay for tickets and beer, and in turn, line the pockets of the baseball agarch Ricketts family. Just $1 a month can buy a scorecard. $5 a month can pay for guitar strings to write a Cubs song. And $10 a month almost buys one beer at Wrigley Field. Cubs content creators are the lowest pieces of pond scum garbage that slither over the face of this planet. But Super Ranters help them get drunk and screw off at baseball games. What do you get out of it? The Sun Ranto Show, delivered to your podcatcher without stupid advertisements like the one you're seeing and hearing right now. Plus, at other Super Rancher levels, you can get Cubs music, access to private Sun Ranto pages, the Ranter calendar, and special thanks and Ranter recognition in our live broadcasts, plus eligibility for monthly prizes. What does Sun Ranto get out of it? Your money. For tickets and beer. Go to patreon.com slash sunranto. That's patreon.com slash sunranto. And become a super ranter today. Welcome back to the Sun Ranto, or I should say Lunch Ranto show, as we're doing this at lunchtime today uh, due to scheduling uh, issues. Uh, I like what Roberto Ramos or Captain Cubbo says in the chat. Captain Cubbo falls through the fence with his little extra poundage. <laughs> I think most of us that listen to this show are of the middle age variety might be going through that fence. Um, and, and before anybody really comes after me for my little rant on Theo, I want you all to know that if I had been sitting in the right field bleachers and found out Theo was over in left field, I'd have gone over there and hung out with them and tried to get my picture taken. Yes, I would have done that. I would have been the fucking, you know, like just like everybody else trying to like love on him. And I would laugh that he had a Miller light. This is all true. I'm just 
fucking around yeah. with the guy right now. Yeah, you weren't <laughs> because- there. So, so you got FOMO and sour grapes now. So, a hundred percent. Well, it see, fucking sucks that I wasn't well, there. No, I mean seriously. No, I, I, I concur. I mean, dude, I hang, I hang out with Jeff and Mai Tai. On Friday, I was, uh, you know, getting ready to go to. Uh, well, I had a, a rehearsal that night. I was making a bunch of things. I was getting packing for New York. I was leaving Saturday morning. Uh, you know, so I would have, I should have been at that game and sitting in the bleachers with those guys as I normally would have been, but because I was busy, I was just a mile north of hanging out with Theo and partying on the roof of Murphy's, and you know, there I was, working like a freaking chump. <laughs> <laughs> Like, you know, just uh, I feel just terrible about it. So I had to, I I understand I got total FOMO too. The other person I want to point out that was at this game was Ben Zobrist, and I thought it was and uh, so I thought it was interesting that they were able to break the the uh, losing streak with the good luck charm of a newly divorced Ben Zobrist in the house. And somebody asked me, um, "Hey, what do you think his walk up song would be now?" And I was thinking, because he used to have Alive, you know, I feel alive. Maybe he would put Dead or Alive. Dead or Alive. Oh, that would I'm be good. Cowboy, I, I immediately, I immediately thought of any one of the hundreds of breakup X songs that Taylor Swift sings. <laughs> that was my first thought. We are never, never, never getting back together. Yes. <laughs> oh, I just got sued by Taylor Swift. Ah, God damn it. That was fast. She's got good lawyers. Um, all right. Poem number two for the uh, Contreras game, or the or as Sarah Sanchez calls it, the Contreri. The Contreri. Because the plural of Contreras is Contreri, obviously. Yeah. Okay. So uh, here, what we, we get a little song. This one's a uh, lo-fi. All right, Cubs poem 65, Chicago 6, Atlanta 3. Contreras versus Contreras. Who would have guessed the Cubs would be best? ATL with Ivy allergies stuffed up at Wrigley. Now Cubs could win three. Steel held them down. Cold play, Charlie Brown. Whole team hit around despite 12 Ks. 13 hits on the day. A W. Flag stays. All right. Now, I, I didn't think we were going to uh, win two or three from Atlanta. But, <laughs> no, but not at, at all. Yeah, but after winning the first game, I actually was like, oh, they might be able to, you, you know, they might be able to build upon that because there was such an amazing relief in winning that game after losing 10 straight that I thought they might get on a little roll it was very little. It was one more game that they were managed that they managed to win. They win it six to three. They pound out thirteen hits to uh, nine for Atlanta. It was just that uh, two run, uh, the two runs that they got in the fifth with a solo shot, and they got to run another runs somehow. I forget how, but that was that. That was the mention of uh, Coldplay, Charlie Brown, Chris Martin. Of Coldplay, the song Charlie Brown. Charlie Brown is notoriously uh, adept at giving up home runs. You got to go. You got to, man. You, I, I can't, these, these poems I are probably. fucking deep, man. <laughs> <laughs> so Ortega hit a home run. Uh, freaking 
what a weird ball that Jason Hayward hit that weird knuckleball that uh, there was that, I guess it was an error, but I don't know if they called it an error on uh, who was playing left for them Duvall. And so, uh, so the ball, like Jay Hay hits it the other way <laughs> to left field. <laughs> Which like, he has been doing a lot of lately. Have you noticed he that? Like he's his he only seems, way on. Yeah. So, I, I mean, how many times have we been saying that he should be trying to do that more? It only took had, him five years. And it, but he had to change his swing completely and give up on hitting home runs ever to be able to do it. You know, so that's so maybe they'll play him differently now. Maybe they'll shift around. Now he can pull the ball again, but now he needs a whole new swing. And uh, <laughs> you right. know, it's too late. You can't teach an old Jay Hay new tricks. But um, but what this weird ball, he squibs it like kind of over the to the left side. And the ball has so much spin on it when it hits the ground that it just kind of squibs past Duval, the left fielder, ends up on second. Yeah, that shit made a right turn. Yeah, for sure. So, so I Left love turn. baseball when it does that shit. And then um, physics. It's the only thing I like about physics is when baseballs do that. And then um, and flying in airplanes. But the <laughs> the the other weird play in this game was that so strange double play. Uh, and that was Duvall too, wasn't it? Oh, uh, yeah. It, I think. I think was, it was, but yeah, the double play with the assists from uh, EY Eric Young over there at first. Yeah, because the first base coach touches him because he had given, I mean, it was a man up first, little pop fly falls between, which by the way, that should have been caught. That mm-hmm. ball should have been caught. But I guess it was an infield fly. They didn't call it. So they get the out at second. And then uh, Duvall had given up on the play, starts walking away, and uh, then realizes, oh, I should be on first base. But the coach had grabbed him and was like, get on first, and you can't do that, which I didn't know was a rule. I didn't know you couldn't touch it. So so you can't – does that mean that you can't slap hands with the – if you hit a home run? Technically, you cannot. You are not a so every time you see uh, one of the Cubs players hit that home run and then high five the or low five or what do they they do with the third base coach that is technically could be called an out but they don't do it because that would be fucking insane and whenever the guys come in and you see like they're all waiting for them and sometimes you see that players don't actually touch them until they hit the base because they do know that rule. Right. But it's it's amazing how often that they like if it's a home run, I think they just, you know, the rule is moot. But yes, in that situation, uh, Eric Young grabs him, pushes him back and then immediately throws his hand behind his back as if I don't have hands. (laughs) I didn't just do that. It was funny. (laughs) He like put his hands behind his back and tried to act as if. he, he didn't, didn't do, do anything. Yeah. He knew. He knew right away. Fuck. He's out. <laughs> but the the pitching uh, was pretty good. I mean, Steele didn't go as long as he usually does, but it was ninety pitches, only uh, five innings though. Gave up the five hits, the two runs. He had three walks in this one. One thing that's got a little bit concerning about Steele is that the strikeout numbers are kind of low. 
it, for a it, guy who for a lefty that you think would have this, more strength. See, you know? and and this was what I was kind of like when I said something about Steele earlier. This is the kind of thing that I'm looking at. That's a little five hits, three walks, to three strikeouts. Yeah. That's you, look. He they're they're not scoring, and that's great. But eventually, you feel like those that those eight guys on base in five innings is going to come back to haunt him. Yeah. And the wind was blowing. So it was a tough day to pitch. And it, I mean, it was blowing in, but that made it hard for the fielders. So there was like their balls flying all over the place. So like a lot, lot of bad defense in this yeah. series for both teams, really. Yeah. And although they wasn't really necessarily called an error, you know, there were balls dropped that they were blamed on the win, but, but Jay Hay made a nice catch in this game too. Uh, there were a couple of, and it was only a nice catch because it was so hard to make, <laughs> you know, like yeah. because the wind was slicing the balls all around. So Jay Hay understands, uh, the trajectories of baseballs in that ballpark, which is great to see. And then, um, like Martin kind of got hit hard at the end of that, but luckily it was just into, it, it was into the Cubs gloves and it was out. But one thing, one stat I wanted to bring out up that I know drives Boog nuts. Um, Boog, I know you're watching, so uh, let let this be a lesson to you. He's um, he's probably watching during the game. He waits until <laughs> the Cubs are on, and then he turns on Sonranto show and just fucking just tunes watches the that game instead. Up. But the Braves had uh, 15 balls hit over 100 miles per hour, but only got five hits out of it, which is not normal in the way stats go so poor, right poor, because poor predictive people stat boys they gotta freaking uh suck that one up because the, the numbers went against you yep the only thing that matters is reality people so you know there's more to it than just hitting the ball hard now yes if you hit the ball hard more often more chance of getting hits but it's not always what you need Players adjust to this. These are the best fucking players in the world at what they're doing. They're amazing athletes. They adjust. And for them, 105 is off the bat doesn't mean anything. It's, you know, where it's at. And they will go get that thing. You know, oh, Duvall, uh, today. Let's move on to today's game a little bit. But, uh, or not yesterday. yesterday's game. You're but living Duvall, in Duvall in left field caught that ball that I thought was over his head and he fucking leaped up and kind of grabbed it. That fucking sucked. But again, you know, that's, that's reality. That's, you know, that, that ball is, you know, nine out of 10 times it's a double or whatever, but that's not what happened. That's not, you got to look at it. And it's the the 10th dentist, baby. And since you brought up Booga here a little bit, I do want to mention when I go back the next day and I, remind myself everything is going on with the games through the condensed game. They always use the, usually the announcers for the team that's doing the play that they're showing. Right. Right. And you know, so was the benefit of the play. Yeah. So like, you know, you get, uh, Shambi and JD, you'll get Pat and Ron and stuff. They have almost completely gotten rid of any, John Shambi on these things. It's mostly Pat. Yeah. I noticed that. Because Shambi's not fucking paying attention to the game. He's not talking about what's on the field. His audio is unusable for the 
condensed games. And let that let just think about that, people. Oh, look at we just lost a watcher. Shambi was watching, he didn't want to hear it. Yep. Think about that. Shambi his audio for the game in all the important plays that the condensed game thinks is important is unusable. That tells you everything you need to know about how crappy he is at his job. All right. And, and I'll say this much too. I've seen more from a lot of fans about, about this at this point, because I was on it. People saying it. Yeah. I was on this shit from the get go and everybody gave me shit all last year. And the start of this year, and now everybody's starting to come around like, oh, my God, this you're, sucks. You're boy who cries wolf, though. Like, you're bitch no, about I'm everything. not. Yeah. I'm, the, like, I'm the boy who cries fucking reality. <laughs> Wolfality. I don't know what that Wolf-ality. means. Wolfality. Yeah. Hey, come on. We're, I, I got the next yeah, yeah. poem here. Yeah, Cubs let's get poem the, 66. Chicago 0, Atlanta 6, which gives us the mark of the beast right there at the top. Time to sweep. Instead, we weep. Kyle can't go deep. ERA on upward creep. 6K in three frames and losing games. Hendo, not the same. Half hits well. Runs bases like hell. Won't listen to Morell, but numbers are swell. I'll say it once more. Can't win if you don't score. Hashtag fly the L. Very nice. Um, yeah, this game, I, I didn't really get a chance to watch. I was sitting in the theater. I did see the condensed game, kind of had it out of the background on my iPad. And really, there's not much to talk about here. I mean, your poem's the only pretty inter- much interesting thing about this. Cubs only get six hits. They really do nothing the entire game. Um, yeah, I mean, I, the only thing to, com- to do is complain about Kyle Hendricks, uh, who gave up six runs on eight hits. Did strike out six, only walked the one, gave up the two two home runs, which is pretty concerning. And they uh, couldn't do shit off of freaking the lead singer, Jethro Tull, who hasn't had a performance like that since Tull played Tampa Stadium back in 77. Yeah. No, and, and this was what I was talking about earlier. He had two strikeouts in the first inning, two in the second inning, two in the third inning. Got tired. That is not. Kyle's game, really, his game is contact, weak, shitty contact. And the more he's striking people out, the more he's putting the ball into sort of that zone, right? And he's going to start to get hit. And that's, you know, that's kind of where he's at. And and I'm not saying, obviously, he's not, he shouldn't be, uh, you know, throwing strikes. It's just how those strikes are being used. He He's not a strikeout pitcher. He's yeah. a ground ball pitcher or, you know, on a, you know, wind blowing in day, he's a pop fly hitter. He, or pitcher, he knows what he's doing. Unfortunately, he just doesn't have it anymore. Well, he doesn't have it right now. Yeah. It's not working for him right it's, now. It Something's is, the, not happening. it is Dr. Hendo and Mr. Kyle is what we're looking at. It's really that it's like he could, he might really find it and really just carve these batters up, finding his locations, uh, you know, fooling guys with the with what speed and what he's going to throw and all that stuff. Have everybody out in front, or and get and inducing the weak contact, or he's just the worst pitcher you've ever seen in any given day. And it's there really just seemed to be no in between. 
Yeah. I don't I don't believe there's been too many games this year so far where we've been like, well, Hendricks was okay. <laughs> like, you know, three runs, five innings, 90 pitches. Like, you know, it was okay. Six, you know, something like that. But I do want to mention uh, Adrian Sampson, who I don't know what the Cubs are going to do now that they got to got to go down to 13 pitchers. We're going to talk about that one second. But like, you know, Adrian Sampson came in and did what we want Kyle to do, which is 4.2 innings. Literally took just over one out of half the game, over half the game, at one hit, five strikeouts, and he has yet to give up a run this year. So I don't know what – I don't know who they're going to keep up, but if you're, if you're going to need these innings, you need like seven piggyback guys to get through the season at this point because you yeah. don't have anybody, especially with the Smiley and the Miley and the Strowman, all being gone for – However long, I don't know. They're all playing catch, I read on Twitter. Yeah. Oh, they're playing catch now. Well, this is not a good side. I need them to pitch. Yeah. Well, the the only other thing I wanted to talk about here a little bit is I did want to bitch about Hap here a little because, yeah, he had a great day at the plate. Uh, He was three for three, I think, at one point. But, you know, he gets caught in a rundown because he fucking takes off to early and the pitcher is just like what the fuck are you doing he gets you know so toot bland out there on the field and then i have noticed this uh this is not the first time but two or three times he's over in left field now he's not the center fielder the center fielder is the captain of the outfield morell is over there and he's not listening to him he's running out over there and Morell is calling him off. He's fucking doing his job. And his job is to cover those things. And Hap's running his fucking ass off to get over there for the play and not to back up. And it happened in this game. He they fucking like almost ran into each other on like a grounder, you know, on like a liner grounder. Yeah. Uh the other day, he ran into Morell as Morell caught a baseball Ian Hap, you are a fucking left fielder and not a very good one at that. Stay the fuck in your lane. Let Morell do his job. And it's like Morell is this, you know, rookie. And so I'm sure he's struggling with how to deal with this dude. That's been out there. He's also a third baseman usually. So, right. But you know, it's, it's one of those things. You got to fucking play the game the right way. And Hap is just being a dick out there right now. But yeah, that's it. We can move on. Yeah, well, we should. Um, but why don't we take just a quick commercial break, and, and then we'll be right back. And we're going to talk all about Jed Hoyer speaking about basically nothing on uh, Cubs talk. But um, we'll be right back. Buy our shirts. Do you like having sex? Me too. That's why I always wear my Sunranto swag shirts every time I'm looking to get some. It's the only t-shirt guaranteed to get you laid. Knock boots in your shankless shirt. Bump uglies in a rancher long sleeve. Ride the skin busted tuna town in a dabbing cubes fan shirt. Take gold one eye to the optometrist in your bull penis awesome attire. Or smash pissers in a spagog shirt. Sunranto swag shirts are just like people. There are many different sizes and colors 
flavors to choose from. Plus, at Sunrise's Swag Store, you'll find Vincent's John Baker Day, designated hater and Matt Camerer drawn rally titty designs on everything from shirts and hoodies to baby onesies, bags, and hats. Go to sunrancho.com slash swag and check out all the sexy styles guaranteed to get you laid. You'll be stuffing the soft taco in no time. sunrancho.com slash swag guaranteed to get you laid. Wearing Sunrancho Swag products not guaranteed to get you laid. Sunrancho Swag is not responsible for your sex life. Sunrancho Swag is for entertainment purposes only. Welcome back to the Sun Ranzo Show. I should mention that uh, I just got an email today that it's 22% off all orders tomorrow on Tuesday, June 21st. So on the 21st, you could take 22% off. Now, why they didn't make it Wednesday the 22nd or let you take 21% off on the 21st, I don't know. But I do know that it's happening tomorrow. And it's 22% on the 21st. Maybe it's so that we talk about it like that and be like, what the hell are they doing? So, uh, yeah, Jed went on Cubs Talk. Uh, what do you say? Okay, yeah. So he, Jed went out there and he talked to the reporters this week, which a lot of people have been asking for for a while. And uh, so I listened to it. And, of course, Jed is full of shit. Like, the guy just talks in circles. He says shit and then fucking contradicts himself or he says stuff in these as he's talking that goes against the things that we see him doing in real life. So the first one, you know, I, I brought up. So in Gordon Whitmire, the guy, I love him. I love him. He asks all the hard questions. He's he is not fucking around. He gets out there and makes these guys answer shit that they do not want to answer. And, uh, it annoys them, and I, I'm here for it. G-Dub Cub is my spirit animal. That's my obvious shirt. Uh, so Gordo says, and, and these are very close to what they said, but somewhat shortened so that I could get it on there. Tom said the Cubs would compete at least for a wild card. Uh, and he wants to know, does Jed get questions from the Ricketts? Jed's answer? We all have questions. Tom has questions. I have questions. Ross has questions. <laughs> what, wait, what? The fans, the fans have questions. Gordo, you just asked a question. <laughs> yeah. So, first off, that's a shit answer that doesn't say anything. And second, that makes me think no one in the Cubs universe on. knows shit about shit about what's going on. They have no fucking clue what's happening. Yeah. Uh, um, and then we go on. There's a different reporter because it was a lot of guys there. Uh, will those questions lead to what you need to do in the off season? Again, paraphrased. Uh, and Jed, right now the focus is very much on today, tomorrow. But also, Jed, <laughs> later we're giving these guys the chance to play. You want to make sure guys get the runway to play. But Jed's actual real-world decision, let's not give Frazier any steady time. Then DFA him instead of optioning. They could have just fucking optioned him. They, while we, like, but we're still playing Hayward. A lot. Like, yeah, we're going to DFA a player who has options. He's got a new swing. And, we got to try it out. We got to see what he can do, like poking it down the left field line. Yeah, we, we've got a guy. Who had three days of steady play, who did great during those three days. Every other time they're putting him in for nothing. They're fucking ruining 
Clint Frazier, giving him no opportunities. And then he says shit like, we're giving these guys a chance to play. You want to make sure guys get the runway to play. He's talking about Morrell and yeah. Killian and talk and guys who are actually succeeding because they're getting the chance to do this while he fucks over Clint Frazier. Yeah, and there's I think there's more I smell something in there. There's something about the Clint Frazier situation that feels like they don't like him or that he's they they think he's trouble. I don't know. There's something about it. Not he, according to Ross. If you listen to well, when they, they asked Ross lie, about it, Ross is like, I love Clint Frazier. I love Clint Frazier. I'm sorry we couldn't get him more time. It was just a situation with the did 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 did. Okay, if that's true, no, it's not. Then Ross isn't making Ross has no say in the decisions, which I think we all feel like might be a real thing. Yeah, I I have no. I mean, we can get back to like I don't want to rehash the Jason Hayward conversation because it just seems like we're stuck with them. But um, yeah, it doesn't make any sense when, especially when like Suzuki's hurt. You know, you already have. Uh, you, you don't even goes have on a- the IL that very same day. Now I know you can't. You don't want to have Clint Frazier still there and down a pitcher, but you're not bringing a pitcher up that one day anyway. So wait that day, see what you can do. Because hey, guess what? Now Schwindel's hurt. Now you know there's and, other people that are having issues. So he would have had a spot. Yeah, he would have had a spot. He would have had a start or two. Um, Dominic says, smells like a redhead conspiracy. I agree. I think they just don't like the ginger. They don't like the nose ring. They don't like that he says crap against the Yankees, and the Yankees are like, DFA him. No, no, no. This guy, this is what he did over here. This guy, this is why we gave him to you. We're sick of him. Got to teach him a lesson. And they did that to Hap when he showed up like the spring training with the sports car. They're like, oh, focus on baseball, son. Yeah, you and- remember when Ian Hap was in Iowa fucking like hitting like 550 for three months? Yeah, they wouldn't bring him up. They're just punishing him for no reason just to teach him. But, uh, you know, I, I did see because I looked up. Uh, I don't. Uh, Clint Frazier's got an Instagram so does his girlfriend, fiance, Kaylee. And uh, what she posted that day that he got DFA'd, put her in a mood. And so she's like, I got to take a picture of myself in my underwear. Oh my God. That's, that's what I got. I got to put it on Instagram. And th- and uh, it's about like her, you know, she obviously is a very fit person. Danny has a major crush on Clint Frazier's uh, girlfriend. And if we ever meet Clint Frazier, it's going to be, uh, awkward. Yeah, no, that I don't. I don't know what you're I'm just. I'm reporting the news here. <laughs> this is what happened. It's Cubs related, so there it is. Um, yeah. Okay, he, so the last thing I have with the Jed thing, Gore. I think it was Gordon, but I couldn't tell. It could have just been another reporter's quiet. Um, but it sounds like a Gordo question. You say this process won't take a long time. I don't know how fans can buy that is what he said to Jed. Jed, immediately, I didn't say that at all. I said, I don't have a sense. I have a sense of how to build the next great team. I didn't give you any sense of timing. I didn't. I don't have a feel for that. Wait, do you have a sense or sense don't you or have a don't, sense? Don't you have a sense? Yeah. Do you have a feel for the timing or don't you? Like, what yeah. the fuck? Like, you sense. did tell everybody it wasn't going to take long. Do, do you know what it reminds me of is... um 
by the way, this just in breaking news, Adrian Sampson optioned to Iowa. <laughs> so yeah, congratulations. Way to go, Adrian. You did really well. Have fun in Iowa. He'll be back. But now they can't bring him back for a while. It's like yeah, a 15 like day option rule. Yeah. yeah. So that's a shame. They're going to need him. I hope. Well, maybe some injured person is going to come back. I don't know. But uh, no. Yeah, you're you're right. That is like the uh, where there are known unknowns. Remember Dick Cheney yeah. about yes. going to war. It's just like God. And then they were freaking screwing us up too. And now everybody knows. But some of us knew back then. Now we know this. Now we're getting sold a bill of sale. They're getting up there. They're saying nothing. They're like, we know that we don't know, but we know that we will know when we know. You know, and yeah. you're like, ah, you know, and and <laughs> no, every we nobody knows. Right, and every question is, you know, we're worried about today. We're worried about today, tomorrow, and yet they're not putting the, the teams on the field that might win today or tomorrow. And then when you ask about the future, they're like, we have no fucking clue, and we told you we didn't, but you didn't tell us that. You told us it was you're going to thread the needle. I bet you next press conference, he just breaks into Fleetwood Max. Don't stop. He's like, don't stop thinking about tomorrow. You know, it just he's just going to distract us with uh, it's going to get more random as things go on. You know, that's why Theo was there the other day, right? Well, Jed called him and he's like, dude, just come in. I just need I just need to talk. I just need to talk. I'm losing my mind. I don't know what to do. (laughs) He like lost some files in the computer that they shared. <laughs> it's like, I know it's in here. I've done a search on everything. <laughs> I just found out we have a team in Myrtle Beach. What the fuck is going on, Theo? <laughs> Can't find the Myrtle Beach file. So, um, yeah, so, well, yeah, so uh, I don't know. Somebody asked earlier, I believe it was Jack. You uh, said Adrian Sampson. This must have been what he was talking about. Why didn't we DFA Norris? instead of sending down Samson. I mean, I think it's probably because Samson just pitched and now he's not available for four more days. And they're like, well, right. Because he pitched like an entire like starters game. Pretty much. But, but, and they got to go down to the 13 pitchers, which they haven't been at. And I don't know what that means. I guess Bodie might be coming back soon. He's been tearing it up down there at triple a which is pretty much what he always probably should have been is just a really great triple a depth piece like a fresh quadruple a guy yeah um but he's gonna come up and have to be on the team and then um there's room for him because schwindel not only did he hurt his back but he got his feelings hurt by stephen colbert what okay i i i didn't clock this but I do know Colbert is uh, kind well, of a Chicago guy, and he watches he, some of this stuff. Yeah, I guess he watches the Cubs. And uh, I have here. I'm I'm going to share my uh, tab here. Uh, this is um, here we go. Uh, Frank Schwindel. Had, this is the answer back. You see the tweet there. It says Frank Schwindel yeah. has answered Stephen Colbert of Colbert's Late Show. I didn't appreciate that one. I'd like to see him do it. And it was a response to this. Now. Now, I'm no baseball player. They they showed a Frank uh, Schwindel EFIS pitch that he gave up for a very long home run at Yankee Stadium last weekend. Oh, yeah, okay. He's pitched since then, too, by the way. (laughs) Oh, God. Now, I'm no baseball player, and neither apparently is Frank Schwindel. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. That's that's kind of funny. (laughs) 
it is it is it is kind of funny. I kind of see what Frank's saying though. Like if he had said I'm no pitcher, then I think he gets away with that and Frank's not pissy, but it's like a baseball player. I don't know. Frank Schwindel, anybody who plays out there at all happens to be in the 0.001% of all great baseball players in the world at any given moment. You know what I mean? If, but I think if he had said pitcher, I think uh, I don't think Frank would have been upset. Right. He's just like, fuck you. Just you. Fix the I'm joke. a baseball player. Fix the joke. The writers uh, passed it, and they sh- they should have said, "I'm no baseball pitcher," or "I'm no pitcher." Yeah. No, I'm no. But, no, ne- I'm no but neither is pitcher. Frank Schundel, and Frank would have been like, "God damn right, I'm not." Damn right. But uh, <laughs> I did enjoy this about Frank Schwindel. and uh, it, one of his EFIS pitches is an intentionally high arching pitch. Is the one that they showed, which is it, it looks like a softball that coming in. It's like yeah. men's league. It's like uh, Chicago league softball. And, um, but, uh, this from, I believe I saw this in, uh, Bleacher Nation. It's been a while since I screenshotted this, but for what it's worth, he did touch 69 miles per hour during a pitching appearance in Wednesday's blowout loss to the Padres. Nice. His last appearance. So he's working on that secondary pitch and closing games out, whether or not we like it. Um, so we've pretty much gone through all that. Uh, Michael, you released a Pirates preview. Um, a Pittsburgh private pirates, Pit, a Pittsburgh preview. pirates preview pa- podcast or a for Patreon <sighs> people. for Patreon, yeah, for people. Patreon people. Oh man. Where were you yesterday when I was fucking recording that to give me an extra PP? Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you a PP next week. Uh, after we do the, after we do a series with the Pittsburgh pirates, then we'll have another Patreon preview for another team, but, um, or maybe a post game. A Pittsburgh Pirates post game. Oh, there we go. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So you already gave anybody that is a Patreon subscriber could have heard the best twelve minute uh, Pittsburgh Pirates Patreon preview uh, that really uh, you could shake a stick at. So uh, it's going to be Killian and Brew Baker. You actually took a little uh, roughing up on Facebook today. Emily showed me uh, people. Uh, saying that you stole my Thompson twins joke. Oh yeah, I did. Steal it. <laughs> well, by the way, by the way, it, that's not true that I stole it because I already thought of it. Okay, it, so, it's it's low hanging fruit. Like I I I laughed that anybody even pointed that out. So yeah. The, the, yeah, no, but in, in this so uh, you know business of show where we have our different things, Crowley's been doing my nine times too. It's driving me nuts. I, I'm like, I might have to talk to him. I'm like, again, again, not yours. Yeah, exactly. You, you were 10 when that movie came out. You've got to settle that. All right. No, but it was, um, no, the Thompson twins, if to let everybody in what we're talking about Thursday, uh, the Wednesday's, uh, matchup is uh game three of this series is going to be Keegan Thompson versus who's this Thompson. What's Zach Thompson. Zach Z- Thompson. Zach. It's a, it's another Zach. No, yeah, Zachariah. Um, so, yeah, so it's Thompson versus Thompson, which if uh, you're old like us, you know, you know about the Thompson twins and their song. So, now. When Emily was listening to the preview, she looked at me and she was like, are they really 
gonna do a reunion at the thing like she got excited for a second she's like oh my god thompson twins are gonna do a show at pnc like she was excited it was funny i'm like no that's just a joke do you think they could put it together real fast i mean they are english but you know like do they still have the concord they could get here real fast on that jet <laughs> but yeah thompson versus thompson that's on thursday we're moving backwards but then you got killian and brubaker tonight swarmer and Ronzi Contreras, which that's a hell of a name. Um, so uh, too bad uh, William Contreras didn't get traded to the Padres. We got three Contreras out there. And then Steele versus Q in the day game. Um, the only one we're not going to see of theirs is Mitch Keller. And uh, so, but you got to be a Patreon subscriber. And then you hear Michael's incredible podcast. And I did a Braves one too. You took 12 minutes. I did a Braves. I don't know how I did it. 30 minutes. <laughs> I did. I did by myself on the Cubs Brave series. I don't know how it came out that I just started screaming about something. I remember there was one part where I was like pounding the table really hard and screaming by myself. I was like, "Man, what must the neighbors and, think?" And honestly, I actually was less than ten minutes because I added like a pirate song at the beginning, and then I added your uh, bases loaded bunt song at the yeah. end. Like there was less than ten minutes of content. Yeah. Well, it was good, and it gave me all the information I needed to know. Um, a couple of announcements. Uh, the Bleacher Bum Band is playing before the game on uh, the 2nd of July, and that will be at Output Lounge at 4 p.m. So get yourself tickets to the game or not, and uh, come out and hang out uh, with me because I'm, I'm not going to go to that game. I'm just going to I'm going to hang out with the gear, probably sit there and eat chicken wings and party with you guys. So whatever's going on, we could all hang out. Maybe maybe that could be like an unofficial Fourth of July freedom meetup where we eat wings <laughs> and play rock and roll. I don't know. Well, it's really Fourth of July weekend's got to have freedom in there. The red, the red, white, the red, white and rant. I don't know. I, I'll, where, I'll come it, up. where is that going to be? I'm sorry. Output Lounge. Output, output uh, Lounge. Wrigleyville. Okay. Yeah. And then um, we're going to figure this out, but I think we can do a little post-game kind of conversation uh, after the game on Thursday. And we maybe go on the Twitter spaces again, do something like that. I know, yeah, Michael, know, that- I know Michael's got to work, but the game should be over by about 2.30. So then we Yeah, can- as long as the game doesn't run long for some odd reason, then, yeah, I can jump on there for a while. That'd yeah, so we'll do a Twitter space on Thursday after the game. I know a lot of you'd be working, but all of you degenerates who are still working at home because you're scared of getting the the vid, you know, you can hang out with us. I don't know. Um, These well, flexing cubes. I yeah. think that's all we got. Flexing cubes. Oh, and chance. Chance for a chance. Hashtag chance in the chat. And You, you want to do win. the chance now? Yeah, let's do it while I'm thinking about it. Uh, <laughs> so... I'm gonna I'm gonna share my screen here. Only five entries, although that is not probably true. I think there's probably more than five entries. Uh here's some drawing music. That's a lot more than five people. Yeah. And the winner is Little Yumper, Tom Garcia, congratulations. By the way, uh, Little Yumper has a, a new podcast out that he's been doing with his Southside buddies. And uh, it, it's called uh, 
Yumper and Svo at the show and they talk about uh, movies. And the the most recent one is their hot takes and they had a real good hot takey show. It, it was a good show. So if you guys are looking for more uh, content, I you know, check out Yumper. Yeah. What's the name of the show? Yumper and Schmo? Yumper and Svo, S-V-O, at the show. Because the dude's name is like, he's, I, I can't say his name. It's It's got an S-V and an O in it. Uh, David Elliott points out that you also sang. Yeah, Michael, you sang on that show. I did hear that. <laughs> we don't talk about Rhodesy, Rhodesy. And you were pretty in key. You're getting better. I'm proud of you. I, you know what? You just keep doing it, and you annoy everybody as it happens. That's <laughs> basically the story of this podcast. So... <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it hurts, but it's true. Uh, so I'm going to start with at Cubs because um, I think they might have got a new guy or the old guys had it <laughs> because uh, Barstool, who I don't see their tweets used because I got them all blocked. But um, the the Cubs were tweeting at people so, uh, uh, who had – you know, I guess come uh, come for the Cubs for losing so much. I expect your tears all over the timeline in a few hours. And Fishy says, screenshot it for later. Good job. I'm sure you'll get one retweet and three likes and give yourself a nice pat on the back. And then Fishy's like, you're literally 23 and 37. Stop, LMFAO. And then Chicago Cubs says, you're a teenager on the internet tweeting at a baseball team Twitter account. <laughs> I'm like, That's great. It is, but it's like not usual for the Cubs to be. I'm gonna just say it, an asshole. <laughs> like, usually, they stay above the fray, and they right. don't let stuff like that go down. So it's either like Todd Ricketts got a hold of the of the Twitter handle and the account, or um, or they changed people. Well, you know, what I'm here for it. I love it. And uh, the only thing I would say, the only criticism is it, again, that was low-hanging fruit. We know all about low-hanging fruit and, you know, but the the teenager on the internet, yeah, you got to be a little bit more clever than that. Yeah. So do you have one? I've got two more. So this one comes from Obvious Shirts, taking uh, Nike jerseys to task, and I loved it. It's a picture, and it says, the Brewers' new City Connect jersey. And it's actually a picture of the Myrtle Beach Pelicans uh, pitcher because, my Lord, those new Brewers jerseys are baby blue with yellow uh, letters and numbers. They look exactly like the Pelicans jerseys, except for the font is different. That's the same goddamn jersey right there. It's amazing. But, I mean, the Brewers had that baby blue and yellow before the Pelicans did, I would guess. No, but I, look. Oh, God. They've been, they've been, uh, I'll, look, I'll look, look, up, up. look up what the Brewers jerseys look like, and City you'll Connect. see how, how. Yeah, the City Connect Brewers jerseys. They are very oh. similar. The Sun Ranto Show is always brought to you by all of our Patreon subscribers, who we call the Super Ranters. Uh, who are the Super Ranters? Well, Super Ranters, they have their own RSS feed, and they get the show early and ad-free delivered to their inbox or podcatcher. They get bonus content, uh, 
For example, like the recording of our ColorCast conversations. Uh, they get exclusive access to the Sun Ranto Super Ranters Facebook page and our private Discord channel, uh, which we've been using a fair amount this season. Our Patreon patrons are also eligible for all our Sun Ranto contests, like the Super Ranter of the Month and uh, Sun Ranto Scavenger Hunts, which we'll get to later on in the year once the weather finally gets better. Um, there's perks at every level. $5 Super Ranters get to hear all the Cubs parody songs before the rest of the world. $10 Super Ranters are recognized by name at the end of our shows and have access to our Cubs uh, daily shows, which are are called Sun Ranto Singles. Uh, at $12, you get the Rancher calendar every year, and uh, you can even place an advertisement about anything you want at some of the higher levels. So uh, the most important thing is we like to give back to our community here in Chicago. So 10% of all of our Patreon money goes directly to the Lost Boys Baseball Club, which uses baseball to help decrease violence and improve the social conditions for young people in Chicago. It is one of Sunranto's main missions to serve our community here. Here's the thing. It costs a lot of money and time for us to produce a great Cubs fan show and, frankly, a penny a download from our podcast advertisers like gambling syndicates and dick pill companies. It's just not enough to keep Sunranto on the air. We have hosting fees, streaming fees, equipment, tickets, batteries, guitar strings. Well, it all just adds up. So become a super ranter at patreon.com slash sunranto and become a part of our Patreon family for the 2022 season and beyond. Help us produce the Sunranto show. You know, if you would buy each of us a $12 beer at Wrigley just for doing the Sunranto show, then join at the $3 level. That's 3 bucks a month. We each get a beer at Wrigley a year. Patreon.com slash Sunranto is where you sign up. That's Patreon.com slash Sunranto, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash S-O-N-R-A-N-T-O. Subscribe today and you'll never have to hear me ask you to become a Patreon patron again because the show will be ad-free. Stop making me waste your time. Sign up for as little as a dollar a month. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Please join us today. The Sunranto Show is brought to you by Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to help us grow and hate your favorite team. So a rising tide lifts all boats. So go check them out online or on social media. Go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram and type in sportsdrink. That's spelled like sports drink, but without vowels. S-P-R-T-S-D-R-N-K. All we ask is that you close the door behind you. We're trying to not let the funk out. Yeah, that is really <laughs> like that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, you could you could say like, oh, they had a little bit of this, but yeah. So for the podcast, if you're listening, it is a baby blue, all baby blue jersey, yellow pelicans across the chest, and a, a number under the pelicans. And the Brewers look there like it is identical outside of the, I'll show the it right font. now. Oh, you've got it. Good. Yeah, I mean, but at the same time, I still do contend that the baby blue and is is and yellow is a brewer's color like but okay the pelicans so, is up at an angle like that the brewer the, it says brew crew look, is up at the angle like that look at these guys look at I, paul molitor Giddy, and robin Young. Giddy, the cubs have a baby blue everybody has had a baby blue over the years i get it but that jersey is the same as the Pelicans jersey. Like, it's the same thing. There's yeah. 
Yeah, I mean it's it is way too close to uh. yeah uh. <laughs> yeah and and I don't and I don't hate the Brewers uh, City Connect as much as I've hated a lot of them, but I like the original from the Pelicans better. So. Yeah, I'm. I'm not quite as mad about it, but I do think that Joe's hilarious. But I, I don't know why. I, I, I just, I just thought it was very funny for them to pop that on there and and call them out for that because most people, I didn't know that that's what the jersey looked like. You know, I would not have made that, you know, that connection. So, so he, well, he's a shirt guy. He knows all yeah. about shirts. <laughs> so, I, I like this one. Um, this, this is from Cubs fans in Oklahoma. Um, which is a great Facebook group full of thousands of Oklahomans who love the Cubs. Uh, but Ryan Mess has had enough. He said, I'm so tired of the bandwagon fans that only stick to the 2016 season. This team was bad before. They're not the best now. We get it. We're watching the same games. Jesus Christ, people, I'm done. Fucking kick me out. I don't <laughs> care anymore. I'm tired of the bashing. Uh, he's, I mean, this is what a losing streak, this is what a bad season will do to a guy. Yeah. We love baseball. Some people, like, it's about screaming and yelling and having fun. But I agree in a certain sense that there's no real need to bash the team. Just point out that they suck and move along. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> we know yeah. they suck. We know. I mean, we we bash them a couple of times a week on this show, but we but, love them. We 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 hurt them because we love them. But <laughs> right, we are actually watching the, these games. We're the paying abuser? attention. Me or and we have reasons for what we're saying, and we tell you about them. It's a lot different than just being the guys like, ah, eh, fuck them. You know? Yeah, I was like. Fuck them for losing to the Padres by a million runs. But good job, Justin Steele. You did well. Yeah. There's, I pointed that you know, out. We're, we're looking for uh, highlights here every so often. But Morel's still hitting. Yeah. So. I, I, it, it, Morel is my 2022. Like, he's the guy that has made this worth paying attention to at all. I love his energy. Well, and, and Wilson Contreras hitting behind him. Yeah. It's going to be so sad when they trade his ass. Yeah. And they might just throw in morale because they actually should be a package. Oh my God. Yeah. They, that would... they, they get way more of a package. They just get, uh, maybe they'll get really good. Sh- I mean, ev- that would piss everybody up, but Hey, sell high. Cause we don't know what we got in morale. That's um, well, I mean, and but nobody's going to do that. They're not going yeah, to. All their teams aren't going to be like, "Ooh, he was awesome for a month. Let's get him." I'm sure he's going to be Reggie Jackson. Yeah, I'm let's let, let's let's trade our uh, number three starting pitcher for that guy. Sounds great. <laughs> let's get Quintana too. So uh, then, uh, this is my last one. Uh, Tim Coyle said, "I may be nuts, but I am. Don't think we are going to the playoffs <laughs> this year." <laughs> He, may, he might be nuts the way that that's written. <laughs> I know, I really, <laughs> but I am don't think we, yeah. So I did enjoy that. So many comments and I wish I would have seen what that was, but it was seen by 28 people. And if you look at Tim's picture up in the corner, he does look nuts. And yeah. He's wearing a Cubs jersey and he's face palming. Yeah. And he looks like somebody that is, I am not doing something. So <laughs> I am don't not, doing I am don't not doing something. So there's the show. 
And we'll come back on Thursday with more Pirates. Oh, uh, I'll be in Pittsburgh on Tuesday, which is tomorrow. So if you're in Pittsburgh at the game, along with uh, all the hell are you doing other right, people. right now? You're you're in New York. I don't even know what I'm going to see is. Johnny Onomatopoeia. We're going to hang out today. Uh, I'm going to uh, I was going to go to the Mets game, but then I went. Well, but to why are you in New York just for a vacation? No, no, I'm doing a show, The Martyrdom of Peter O'Hay from the fabulous Trapdoor Theater. In oh, Chicago, you're traveling Illinois. with the show. Okay. Yeah. That's we where I shows. got confused. Shows are over. So Saturday and Sunday, we went. Here's some, I'll, put, I'll show some pictures that I took of the, the cast up on nice. the stage there, there. There's our guy, uh, Cardinals fan, Dennis. Dennis, the Cardinals fan, is in that picture. There's Dennis at the end of Ken Jong Peel, a song I wrote, and that's the end of the big production number. This is during the tech rehearsal. We had to tech lights at both venues that we went to because it was a new lighting design at both places. In fact, let me show you a picture of where we uh, went first. Look at this ballroom that we played. Oh, it's that's just beautiful. gorgeous on the Upper East Side of Manhattan. About 100 people showed up to this one. The other one was like more of a black box. I don't have a picture of that one. But this is two gorgeous chandeliers, giant hall, big stage. And if you've been to Trapdoor Theater, you know it's a 40-seat black box. So this was a very different place to put this show. <laughs> and um, so you see that there's the cast there. Um, David Elliott says, Cotton, are you even friends with Danny? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what are you doing there? It's like, I don't know. It's like, didn't give me a travel plans. Well, yeah, well, you know, you, you're talking about the the show. I know about the show. I just wasn't aware it was going. The show was going to New York. Yeah, the show went to New York. Yeah, so I missed I missed that because Danny didn't invite me. You know, one room in the van. Everybody's. <laughs> I was going to talk about. I will say this: everybody's flight got canceled of the actors on Friday. Oh my god! Yeah. So they're at O'Hare. Totally stranded. They can't get them out. They can't get them to New York until after the first show is already over. Now, we got to be there all day setting this thing up anyway. They got to come in that day. <laughs> so what do they do? They rent a van at O'Hare Airport. David Elliott, he's been talking about it for weeks. It's great. Wait, you've been talking about going to New York for weeks? Yes. Oh, my God. I don't listen to you. Like <laughs> <laughs> a, a lousy drunk. And then uh, the uh, but everybody's flight gets canceled. So what they do is they hop in a car or a car, a van, seven of them in a seven passenger. And if you've ever tried to do that with adults and all their luggage, that is not a comfortable ride all the way to New York City. They arrive at three in the morning. Wow. They get up the next day. They come down to the theater. The one I just showed you. They um, then. uh proceed to do a tech rehearsal all day then perform at night then have to like schmooze with the freaking rich people the who put us who brought us in to perform at that place then they got to get up the next go home get up the next day do it all over again on sunday except this time in new jersey so they got to get up get in a another uh, the van drive all out uh, so that's what they were doing do the whole thing again another tech rehearsal all the costumes and then Get right back. They all got day jobs in Chicago. So and then they got to fly back um, on uh, the, they Nicole. Now, my girlfriend has to drive the van back today with the lead of the show to get the van back in time. So they have to pay another two hundred dollars for a day of it and then pay a million dollars in gasoline, all this shit. Now, they got paid to do this, but it's just enough to cover all these costs and especially all the mistakes that got made, even with the money coming back from the original canceled flights. So all I got to say is, A, I'm so proud of my theater 
for doing this and for I, I know almost every other occupation in the world you show up your flights canceled you're not like oh i got to go to this business meeting in salt lake city no you're going to cry at the freaking agent you're going to get your uh, shit canceled and you're going to go home and you're going to sleep in your own bed that night you're not going to get on uh, in a car to drive there cuz it's not that important for theater people, you got to be there, and the show must go on. So, like my theater did that, and they freaking made it happen. So, kudos to them. And I and, will- it, and like you said, it all because of all that, it worked out to be almost zero dollars. Yeah, and so they are broke as a joke. Theater people do not get paid. I paid my own way out here just to help because I believe in it. So, if you have any extra thousands of dollars hanging around in your bank account, honestly. It is a non-for-profit theater company called trapdoortheater.org, spelled T-H-E-A-T-R-E. And seriously, like, we kick ass. Our shows are great, and nobody we're not getting paid for them. So, like, uh, help keep us, like, honestly, like, the money will seriously go to, like, sandwiches for so people can eat. Like, that's where we are with this situation, paying the rent, keeping it going. So, um, Trapdoor Theater... Just, I mean, support us. I'm really proud of it. Really proud of Nicole who directed this show. And, uh, you know, the cast, they kicked ass. The actors are, you know, just beautiful people. And um, anyway, it's uh guy series says clapping hands. Exactly. So I'll be yeah. in Pittsburgh. So if you want to come hang out, give me $1,000 to give to the theater and help us get a new sound system or something like that. I'll be happy to take it. Um, so on that note, uh, nice. we'll see you on Thursday. Yep. Uh, Let's what, do it. Yeah, I guess I don't really have a, a special song. I didn't think about it. So uh, I guess I'll just play. How how surprised were you about the song I chose? No, yeah, I forgot about that song. Bases Loaded Bunt. <laughs> yeah. That was fun. I enjoyed it. Um, so let's just do Rob Manford Hates Baseball because we know he does. We, yeah, always. Yeah. All right. Always Sp- applicable. Spagog and roll. Spagog! Rob Manfred likes opening days in winter Likes baseball games that don't go on too long Rob Manfred likes more offense from the hitter Likes juicing up the ball and hitting dogs Intentional walks with just a finger And old umpires are always blowing calls Likes a National League DH But one thing Manfred hates Rob Manfred hates baseball And batters who stay inside the box Likes lessening the ball, dragging forward stitches And half the teams making the playoffs Rob Manfred likes pitchers who face three batters And not paying minor leaguers at all Like the catch don't block the plate But one thing Manfred hates Rob Manfred hates baseball Houston Astros cheat. He likes how ticket prices keep the fans out and exiting teams out of the minor leagues. Rob Manfred's gonna bring us a robot of pies to tell CB Buckner that he 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. Yeah, I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low- and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts.